This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. We are very excited to talk to these incredible people up here today um, about news in podcasting and kind of the new era of news and, you know, what that that really means um, in the podcast space and, and how these hosts are approaching it. So would love for you to give us some introductions of who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself and your show. Yes, well, hello, I'm Yasmin Hamadi. Um, do you wanna? Yes. Hi, I'm Alicia Pascual Peña. And nice we, to see you. Nice Hi. to meet you all. Well, yeah. Um, we also have another host, Josie Toda, who is not here today, but um, we're just three best friends who have a podcast, like to talk about everything and nothing all at the exact same time. Um, we kind of came about this podcast. It was Josie and I, when we first met, we could just talk for hours and everyone was like, keep going. And we're like, oh my God, maybe we can make a podcast. <laughs> Thinking we would never make a podcast. And here we are having a podcast. And then Alicia came involved and we, I met her and she became one of the most important people in my life. Yazzie yes, boo, I love you. Um, yes, and I had the pleasure of meeting Yaz and Josie because I lived with them. Uh, fun fact, we all lived together during the pandemic. Um, and I met, hi V, oh my God. V's hi, here, v. everyone. Round Yay. of applause for V. Yay. <laughs> I have a super good reason. <laughs> oh my gosh, you don't even need a reason. Look at Look you. At you. Good. you don't need a reason. That's a Leo if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I literally, the White House was like, can you jump on with Biden quick to talk about student loans? And I was like, yes, immediately. Immediately, yes. That's, so, yeah. Oh my God, congratulations. So this is the new news, like breaking yes, news. That's what I was doing. And I literally just finished and ran down here, but like, Grandpa Joe needed me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great reason. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're an icon. Like, TikTok is powerful. Can I count on you to tell this story? I was like, well, how good is the deal, though? Like, uh -huh. please. I don't know. Oh, amazing. Hi, Hi it's so nice to meet you. We're all meeting each other in person for the first time outside of the Zoom, so this is very exciting. Yes. Thanks okay. for having me. Oh Sorry gosh. that I'm late. We did get some extra ice cream money from Grandpa Joe, though, so, like, yay. Amazing. Well, V, welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself, talk about your podcast? Yes. That would be great. So I'm V Spear. I am the creator behind the TikTok um, Under the Desk News, which essentially has created a safe place to hear about the news that doesn't yell at you or try to make it like too scary. It's sort of like, I guess, technically nonpartisan. Um, just like a nice place and from that I wanted to create a space where we could spend more time with people and explore the headlines that folks care about the most again without it being like here's an expert and they're going to tell you what to think. It was like but what's happening? What does this actually mean for the regular person and what's interesting about it? Maybe not what the headline is supposed to be but what's underneath it. And and interesting, so. Amazing. I'm still catching my breath. Yes, the please. White House people. <laughs> that is huge. Well, while I you catch picks. your breath, know, yeah, we do have, have an audio trailer for um, uh, The Interesting and a visual trailer for Dare We Say. So this will give you guys a little bit more insight and context into the shows. Um, so we'll go ahead and play those while V catches. 
Hey friends, it's me, V Spear, and you might be wondering what I'm doing here, out from underneath the desk, floating around in podcast land. Or maybe you don't know me at all from TikTok, where I give daily news updates, dishing on current events in a kind and balanced way without the scare tactics. Good morning, friends. Here's something you probably haven't heard about. It's Monday night, and here's what happened. It's Thursday night, and time for good news only. Breaking news. We must eat the rich. Well, welcome. This is my new show, The Interesting. The idea is simple. On TikTok, I explain the news in little chunks, and that's great. We have a lot of fun, but I wanted more time with y'all, so I created a space where we could do just that, have a conversation. That's what this is all about. Interesting stories explored with me, featuring commentary and questions from you. Hey V, this is Josh in Arkansas. Hey V, this is Alexis in Florida. Hi V, Rachel here. The vibe is like a stay up all night sleepover party where you're just laughing and chatting about the state of the universe, you and your best friend against the world. Except I'm your best friend who cites sources and just knows way too much about politics. You'll walk away feeling smarter, more conversational on the topics we discuss, and have a greater understanding of the big picture. And we get to do it twice a week. The Interesting from Lemonada Media premieres on June 7th, with fresh episodes dropping every week on Tuesdays and Fridays. Let's be smart together. How about, yes. how about that theme song, though, right? So the good. The theme song. It's so good. So much fun. <laughs> I know. I'm not used to it yet. Okay. And now we're going to play Dare We Say trailer. If you don't always say that. First of all, the levels are peaking. Our audio engineer just took a knife to his abdomen. (laughs) Hey, I'm Josie Toda. I'm Alicia Pascual Peña. And I'm Yasmin Hamidi, and we are your hosts of Dare We Say. Our new Crooked Media podcast is about all of the shit we love to talk about and all of the shit that needs to be talked about. I'm so straight, it's embarrassing. But I don't know, maybe when I'm 30, I meet that special girl or they, them, or gender non-conforming person, we're and that's a possibility. Ta- so you're queer. Welcome home, no, baby. I- so funny story, I moved to LA to get into the film industry. I met my co-host Alicia on the set of a film called Moxie. And then by some grace of God, we ended up doing a show called Saved by the Bell together. And she happens to be a sorority sister with our other beautiful co-host, Yaz. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jasmine is my best friend from school, and we just fell in love with each other. Josie's like my little Arab sister, but I actually was a twin, but then it died in the womb, and I think that was Alicia. <laughs> and now, here we are, all living together, and we just became the best of friends. And that's why we created this show, Dare We Say. So with that, you guys, I think we should kind of get into it. Let's get into it! On our show, we're gonna be talking about everything from TikTok to hookup culture, the greatest burrito in all of LA, to critical race theory, systems of oppression, laws, policies, but then also like Dua Lipa's obsession with wearing her hair the same and never wanting to change it, to body image or masturbation, sorry mom and dad, to capitalism, climate change, institutionalized racism, really light fun stuff. Is something that's so needed right now that was needed 10 years ago and that's gonna be needed in 10 years. Is that depressing? Maybe. Maybe. But it's also the truth. Like, those are things that are really important to us. Listen to Dare We Say wherever you get your podcasts. For a good time, for a cry, for a laugh. We are good for your health. We are FDA approved. And we are sexy. 
I agree. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate Thank it. You Thank so you so much. Amazing. Um, all right, so let's dig into the actual news portion of this panel. Um, you know, right now, news can be found anywhere across multiple platforms, so many voices. How do we sift through what's real and what's not? And, you know, I think, V, this is something that you talk about so much on your podcast and, you know, certainly in, in Dare We Say, but I'm curious, where do you guys get your news from? What are your sources? I mean, the White House? No. <laughs> I'm just, I'm never going to get over it. Like, never. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. never going to get over it. Um, I, th I think it's good to look at a range of sources. I am a newspaper person. I just like to read. I don't watch a lot of cable news because I am also a person who is very influenced. And I was like, if I watch a lot of Rachel Maddow, I'm just going to be serving Maddow for you. Like, that's just going to be what I project back to the world. And I wanted to keep it, like, myself. Um, so I think it's important to go to direct sources, like the medical journals, but do we really know how to read them? No. So then you also need to find reporters that you trust and follow their work and then internalize it for yourself and your audience. And for mine, I'm often talking to, honestly, for my audience, like the average woman. So then I'll think like, okay, well, what does this mean to the people who are listening to me, right? So it might be something like student loans came out, it's a big deal. Well, I'm just going to focus my news to what the win will be for my audience. And I think that helps me not feel like I have to be everything to everyone and like tell every single story or be yeah. first. It's like being first is great, but being right is better. So love that. Wait. Yeah, I love that. What about you Yeah, guys? for us, I think it ranges. It goes all the way from, quite honestly, TikTok, Twitter, and then we fact check it. We listen to people. I think we're not like our uncles and aunts who get a lot of our uh, a lot of their news from Facebook, um, and we don't watch The View every day. So we have to, we watch CNN, we listen to other sources, we listen to The Daily, daily, <laughs> um, and really get our, our news from different platforms, you know? Yeah. Fact checking is very important, especially in a climate like today. Absolutely. So what does news mean to you, though, right? And, and how does that fit into your podcast or, or not, right? Um, when you think about that, you know, are you really trying to expose, you know, hard-hitting stories and information? Are you trying to break it down? Kind of talk to us a little bit about your approach to the news. Absolutely not. I am the nice side of the news. I think it's a good place to be. Um, I am friends with Taylor Lorenz. For people who know her as a journalist, we love Taylor Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz is the bravest person working in news right now. And I am like her scared friend who she calls and is like, are you okay? And I'm like, are you okay? So I think for me, news is notable events, whether in sports, right? It's, yeah. it's the fun. What's going on? I'm looking for what's interesting in this story because so many people what the truth is is gonna differ based on where they are in their life, where they are demographically in the country. And so I'm like, okay, what is this story? What is true about this story? What is most interesting about this story? And that's the news to me, because it's not just like being able to repeat, student loans were canceled today, $10,000. Everybody's gonna have that, but is everybody gonna know, are the right. Parent PLUS loans canceled? I need to know that for my audience. So I think it's finding that little interesting fact in the truth and then making that your angle. That's, that I think really helps grow an audience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. For us, you know, we're transparent that we aren't journalists. Um, but with our platform that we try to be good stewards with, um, we're really adamant about shedding light on things, destigmatizing conversations, and also making 
information and resources accessible. Um, something that we talk a lot about, and it's one of the reasons that we started the podcast, is Gen Z is talked a lot about and to, but not with. So how do we make ourselves a part of the conversation with also adding levity to it? You know, um, our podcast is a place that we want everyone to feel safe. We don't want to live in an echo chamber, even though people love to say that about Gen Z. I want to live in a diversity of thought, but um, how do we see ourselves? How do we debunk conversations and make it um, an easier process and journey to talk about these really macro um, situations and you know things like climate crisis or institutional oppression and things like that. So um, in addition to talking about these huge topics, we also like have moments and segments where we talk about TikToks and a makeup trend. Um, so for us, bringing news to people is something that we take really seriously, but we're frank about not knowing everything and taking accountability and trying to be transparent about learning with our audience. You know, we're kind of with them in that journey. Um, and also, frankly, about seeing ourselves. You know, as a black Latina woman, I don't always see myself in the news cycle in a positive light. So how can I do that for my listeners? How can we do that for the trans community? How can we do that for the Middle Eastern community? So that's important to us as well. How do we make it personal and sincere? Absolutely. And there's a couple things in what you said that I want to expand on a little bit and, and ask V as well. The word journalist, yeah. right? And you just said, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> v, do you consider yourself a journalist? So what's so fun is people will tell you so rudely to your face what they think of you. And I think that that's really important to learn from. Um, I would say when I started doing this, no, I was a TikToker. I'm a great communicator. I had worked in entrepreneurship and impact work. I had done a lot of work on food systems and the farm bill, and I was in like a completely different world, so I understood politics. And I would have said I probably could have been a pundit before I was doing the work I'm doing now, and now I would say we've had a lot of conversations about it, and yes, this is a journalism. There's original reporting, there's original sources, there's a, a very clean point of view about things, and I'm being held to a standard of telling the truth that any other journalist would be, so by that, you can't be like, well, I'm not a journalist, and then forgive yourself or kind of put yourself off the hook to tell things that aren't true. So I would say in the beginning, no, and then um, now, yes, but I think the most important type of journalist we have is the citizen journalist because it really doesn't matter what's happening at the top and if it's true, if my mom who sits around and listens to the police scanner with her friends, you know what I mean, <laughs> doesn't believe it, it ain't true, okay? We learned a lot about the police scanner yeah, in so our Zoom my, call. my first idea of what a journalist was was my mom and her friends sitting around listening to the police scanner and like going out looking for the police and then reporting back to my father at the end of the day like what happened in the day, right? So I think those type of community, community connections are so important to how we tell the truth, what is the news, what is a journalist, and some of those folks are just able to have a conversation that is so true to their micro community that it's oftentimes more true than the big news, yeah. you know? Absolutely. There was something else you said, Alicia, that um, I think would be interesting to touch on as well is, you know, speaking to and with people and not at them right? And I think you and your shows across, you know, the spectrum here probably reach so many different demographics. And so, you know, you're probably reaching a, a younger generation and V, I'm curious to hear, you know, what you think your really core audience is and how you have to speak to them differently to make sure that you're really reaching them. Yeah, I think it's important to always reach across the aisle and make sure, it has to be a dialogue. It has to be a conversation or else progress won't happen. And I, that's what something I really like about your show, V, is you want to 
have an open mind and invite everyone because nothing will happen if we keep barking at each other. And I think also with Gen Z, we, my parents always said like, we're the generation that's very lazy. Like we still live at home with our parents, all of these things when it's like, we're the future. We're the ones who are going to create change. And it starts with us and it starts with holding hands with the older generation. I'm not calling you guys old, but. but before we don't have a show, you're before not Before you old. guys cancel us. You're um, young. You're, we love you, you're very beautiful. But it's also, that's how we do things. That's how we create progress and growth in this world. Yeah, and it's also like, um, as cliche as it sounds, it's like, how do we implore people to think differently? How do we encourage radical empathy? That's by seeing each other's perspectives. And something that we're really adamant about doing on our own show is we don't always agree. And we're talking about these topics that personally affect us, whether it's Black Lives Matter or whether it's the climate crisis. And we do come to the table with very different outlooks um, sometimes, but because of that, we're growing together. So we hope that people feel that way with us on that journey. You know, like the episode that's coming out tomorrow, if you want to listen. Tune in. If you want to listen. Wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast. You know, that the beginning of that conversation, we had completely different definitions of what a term meant, like pretty privilege. You know what I mean? So that's just one example of how even as a community, as a family of sisters, we look at things differently. But we know as Gen Z, if we want to be a part of tangible change um, in this country and internationally, we have to be able... Um, to disagree and still respect one another and um, come from a foundation of compassion, which I think V does amazingly well as well. Yeah. Uh, I so agree. I have such a hard time watching cable news anymore because yep. everyone is yelling and it's a bunch of talking heads disagreeing, trying so hard to get their point across. And it's so refreshing to listen to your shows because the voices are steady and they come you know, as experts. And even in, you know, dare we say, it's a very different approach, but you guys know your audience. And so I'm curious, you know, how do you build that trust with your audience? How does that evolve and change over time? And what do you, what does your audience look to when, when they're, you know, tuning in and, and for your impact and voice? I think back to when I was younger and I wanted to see myself. Mm. I never got that. I never saw a Middle Eastern girl who also was funny, yet cute, yet, you know, like, I never saw myself. And I think people just want to relate to someone. They don't want to feel alone. And especially in a world where it's so isolating with social media. And social media is not going anywhere. So we use social media. We use TikTok, Twitter. We use our Instagrams to relate to people. How can we collaborate? Even though we might not ever meet people. I hope we can, you know, yeah. but... That's what we do. Yeah, I think it's about intentionality and just being sincere. Like, yeah. I'm honest about what I don't know. Um, I am honest about wanting to learn and being adamant about not wanting to be stagnant. And also, I, I want it to be a space where people feel like they can interact with us as well. I love that people through Instagram, like, as much as we talk about the negative implications, which are very real, like, please preserve your mental health and delete the app, girl. But in addition to that, um, we get to talk to people. We have this accessibility that hopefully, you know, people can use um, in more positive aspects. So I think, like, we know our demographic because we talk to them and we listen. We create a community yeah. with our people. Yeah. So I started Be Interesting because I don't like when people don't feel smart. And this is going to start to make me, like, cry because that's, we're, we're in our feels. 
So all growing up, I was dyslexic and I didn't tell anybody because that's really not something that you want to reveal to the kids in your class. And I used to work it out with my mom because if it was my day to like read out loud in school, she would just keep me home and we would go shopping and listen to the police scanner. And so we would have a fun time. So all of this kind of avoidant stuff I did with not wanting to read out loud. And then I was like, I'm going to grow up and do a podcast where you read the whole time. So like Steph can tell you, who is the co-owner of Lemonada Media, for the first three weeks, I was just crying the whole time because I was like having a hard time reading the script. And I'm like racing myself. And it just puts you in such a weird place when you decide that you want to be the thing that you didn't, that wasn't there for you. And so on the podcast, we say, like, let's be smart together, because I truly do believe that everybody wants to be smart. I believe when you trust them and you say, we're going to be smart together, that they're going to show up with their best intentions and with kindness. And so um, for me, it was like finding a community that wanted to contribute to the national conversation about things like politics or abortion, like just really heavy topics, but maybe didn't have this big Ivy League education and vocabulary to do so. Or maybe every time they tried to talk about something, they didn't say it exactly right. And people were like, you don't know what you're talking about. Next. And I was like, that is just not a great place. And I think more people than maybe would admit it, have had times where they were like, well, I was quiet or I didn't tell my story because I didn't think it was worth telling or I didn't think I was smart enough or I didn't think I was expert enough or I didn't think anybody would care. And so with this space and with this community, it's a very about like, we're going to learn this together and you are smart enough and I hope that this inspires you like with TikTok in particular to like make comments off of it. And I think that's one of the best things about this community is I'll make a TikTok explaining something and now I will see that people will stitch it and be like, V, so what I heard was this, but like what I think is this. And I'm like, yes, girl, that's exactly it. Like do it, like tell your truth and your side of the story. And so I just want the podcast to be a place that makes people more conversational, gives them confidence. So when they are at that dinner table with their family member who's rude to them or maybe with a partner that's not a good listener, they can keep up and, you know, sort of like find other people that will give them the space to talk about what they care about. Can I just say you saying that is like the exact moment? Like I also have dyslexia, and I never saw that or heard about that. Growing That's why we up. have so such big personalities. Yeah. yeah, but but thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's moments like that that kind of start it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much great authenticity in your approaches to your podcast as well as yourselves as individuals. And I think that really comes across and probably resonates a ton with your audience, which is naturally and organically where that trust gets built. Well, people get surprised that I have like a fairly conservative audience. Like you wouldn't think so. A lot of people would think, well, I probably have a lot of women, a lot of queer folks, and I do. It's the, the girls, the gays, and the days, always. <laughs> but I also have like a lot of veterans. I have a lot of military families. I have a lot of conservative folks who either watch me, but they're not gonna maybe like contribute as much as some other people, but they're a part of the room. And the rest of the room knows that too. And as long as we all kind of like get along and are open to hearing each other's perspectives, I think that's really important. Or I'll get a lot of DMs from more of my conservative audience that is like, so what I'm hearing is this, but what I learned today is this, and what I now think is that. And I'm like, you know what? That's good. That's going to work in your community. That's going to make great. sense in yours. And so I think having more of those conversations is great, in particular with my military audience. They people who sign up to be in the military have a natural protective instinct. And when you tell them, be it the cable media, this is bad and this is going to hurt children, they're going to take it as their soul's mission to protect that. And the truth, it doesn't matter because the sole mission takes over the truth. 
So if we could create more spaces where people can learn the truth without feeling attacked or without feeling yes. riled up to action, yes. we can kind of like, you know, maybe be okay. Absolutely. That's an incredible point and so true. So it's just, it's safe spaces, non-argumentative spaces where people are welcome no matter what. Um, I think that's great. So shifting gears a little bit, I'm so curious, I'm sure the audience is too, how do you prepare for your shows? What does that look like? What do you dive into? I call Stephanie Whittles Wax and cry for 20 <laughs> minutes. And then Steve Nelson, our uh, producer, also listens to me cry. And then we do the episode. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah uh, similar process for us. Uh, we argue a bit. We talk about some new trend. Josie and I literally argued about a relationship. And I'm just sitting there in the middle like, yeah. And our poor producers are like, so what's the episode title? <laughs> um, but no, uh, in all sincerity, it's uh, an amazing process. So like, we, we really talk about each week what feels sincere to us. Um, you know, we, we try to really meet people like where we're at. So like, for example, like Pretty Privilege, that became an episode simply because everyone was throwing it around that week in our own friend group, and that's how it became a conversation. Um, so yeah, just trying to stay sincere about what's on our minds, and then we have a wonderful team at Crooked Media. Our team. Um, like that fact checks us and is like, um, you can't say that, that's against the law. You know, crazy stuff like that. <laughs> um, but no, they're amazing, and it's really a collaborative effort of things that we feel naturally inclined to talk about because we're producers on the show, and then we have a phenomenal team of producers and marketers and stuff that we really all come together to curate an episode that we feel um, is empowering and enlightening and thought-provoking. Like, we want to say new things. Um, yeah, so... I think another thing that's important is, is it necessary for me to tell this? Like, is it yeah. necessary? So there are some things that I want to rant about or that I'm not done with that maybe other people have moved on from or that don't need to be told anymore, right? And I can, like, should call my friend maybe and tell her that story and I don't need to put it on the podcast. So I think you have to be critical with, like, how much in your own swirl are you? Like, we have to be in our own swirl because that's why people are coming. They're coming for the personality and what we're saying. Yeah. But at the same time, like, Am I contributing something new and important to this? Am I just perpetuating a, a cycle of something that's not important to do anymore? And I think one place that we're extra careful is, is this in the end harmful to another community, right? So it would have been really fun, mm -hmm. really fun to cover how there was a rumor that Lauren Boebert was an ex-escort. Wow. Yeah. But you can't cover that topic without... Uh, like vilifying sex work. Right. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about that. Right. Because right. as much as it's like, oh, jumping on the bandwagon to make some fun of someone who makes fun of you or whatever that case may be, it could feel good to do a little revenge episode or something. At the end of the day, who is actually the most hurt? And that is sex workers. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So yeah. I think sometimes it's a surface conversation of like, did I talk about Nancy Pelosi's Taiwan trip for three weeks straight? Yes. <laughs> Should I move on from it? Probably. <laughs> but... You know, these other things yeah. that people want to talk about, is it necessary to talk yeah. about? Yeah, I, I think good. that's a good perspective. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say intentionality is key. And I've, you, I think as a host and as a producer, you have to take a step back and say, and think, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for me? Mm. Or am I doing this for a greater conversation and for something bigger? Yeah, I was just going to actually go off that point. Love that we think the same. Um, it needs to be like a productive and fruitful conversation because I think we have to be cognizant of yeah. we're super like passionate about certain things, but is that progressing and moving the needle forward? Because there is a pop culture component to our show, right? But it's like 
to what point does it become bullying? Like, you know, as much as I want to talk about, you know, Kim Kardashian being a culture vulture, like, is that fruitful for this episode? No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, there is a greater good to be talked about as much as I have issues with certain celebrities and fashion trends or whatever it may be. Like, yes, will I talk about blackfishing and people cosplaying as... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there are important conversations that need to be had, and I need to speak truth to the communities that I'm a part of. But to what point am I, like, dragging another woman down, which we will never engage in? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's back to, like, what V is saying. Like, is it productive? Is it fruitful? Um, and am I saying something new? And if not, I, I don't want to disrespect my audience in that manner. Because we take what we do seriously, and we want to respect them. Yeah, these are, I mean, so such incredible perspectives and ways to really take a step back and think very clearly before you speak, yeah. right? And, and have that intentionality. So um, I think that's really inspiring. Um, you all started on other platforms though. So I'm really curious since we're at a podcast conference, you know, what does that feel like to, you know, have started on these other platforms and now evolving into the podcast space? What do you enjoy about doing a podcast? How is it different? Would love to hear a little bit of that. So I was listening to another panel earlier today, and the advice was like, start a TikTok. TikTok is a great way to build your platform. It's an incredible way to promote your podcast. I'm sorry, my friends. TikTok is so hard, first of all. And second, TikTok does not allow you to cross-promote anything that you do. If I want to promote an episode of V Interesting, I have to be willing to take a hit on my TikTok for that day. I will be punished by the algorithm. So you start using coded language. I'm like, wherever you get your audio shows instead of your podcasts, or like today on V Interesting, and I'll be in the you know, Lemonada studio space as opposed to under my desk where I do my TikToks and that triggers for people. They're talking about the podcast. Yep. But you have to, it is, growing your TikTok is a full-time job. Being a TikToker is a full-time job, just like being a podcaster is. So it's not something that you can necessarily grow the same at the same time. Um, and Jess was saying earlier, like audio converts to audio. TikTok does not always convert to podcast. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, 2.7 million followers on TikTok. My engagement is off the charts incredible. Every day, 500,000 likes on a video. Um, and I have like sometimes 13,000 viewers for the podcast, which is great, but they are separate jobs. So I didn't want anyone to get the wrong idea that like you could kind of just like start a TikTok or start an Instagram and then that could help you grow your podcast. If you fucking love podcasting, Podcast your heart out, man. Do it all. Don't waste any of your time trying to build a whole completely other platform because it's a different world entirely. That said, having grown the TikTok first, that is like my whole life. It's the thing I'm most obsessed about. I wake up in the morning. I love to do it. That's why I do that thing. The podcast is such a treat in that we can talk more about things. Yeah. And TikTok does not allow you to have right. those kind of conversations. You cannot talk about anything deep, political, or controversial without getting mass reported, without having yeah. your content suppressed, without any of these other things going on, right? So what I love about podcasting is that intimate connection you have when you just like put on your headphones and you know who you're talking to. You have someone in your mind's eye that like is going to be listening to this that you hope gets a kick out of it. And that sort of 
like parasocial relationship with a hypothetical listener is addictive. Yeah. Like I have like a, an imaginary friend, who I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you keep talking to that imaginary friend and you keep growing that relationship with them, you're going to see your podcast kind of grow in the same way. But if you leave here with one thing, please let it be. Don't just start a TikTok to promote your podcast promote your podcast on other podcasts like be super in the room with podcast people that's great yeah I also think the podcast community is unlike any other community I've ever seen I mean we started off we're actors and so coming from being on set to you know the writer's room to actually producing and hosting a podcast also with my two best friends is something I've never even imagined about doing and also I feel like podcasting gives you the freedom that you don't get doing other things. And you also have, you have autonomy of what you want to talk about. You have autonomy of what you want to do and you create that connection. Everything that V was saying with your, your friend and that friend happens to be all the, hopefully millions of listeners all over the world that way, like they, for me, for example, like I love Crime Junkie. I am a crime junkie. I look forward every Monday when an episode comes out. So I have that, like I'm hoping that, I, that we create that with people for Dare We Say, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, like um, the trailer says, I met Josie filming a movie and then we filmed the show together. So we had a really distinct experience together, which actors usually do not have. I filmed a project with this girl for two and a half years. So then we got off set and we were like, there's no one writing lines for us. And there's no one deciding, like, what we wear and where we're at. So um, piggybacking off of what Yeah said, there's a sense of autonomy and agency. But if I'm going to be frank, which I am, because, you know, we're, we're with family, um, it was really difficult to not be behind a character anymore. Yeah. Like, my entire, and girl, can I talk? My mom is in front, and she'll tell you. Shout out, mommy. Love you. But, Hi, Cammie. Um, I, I can talk, but my whole life, I have trained as an actress, and I've trained as a dancer, and there is a set of rules, and you have choreography, and you have lines to do. So for the first time to be given a mic, um, I was so humbled and grateful uh, to Crooked Media, but it was difficult, because I'm like, now I'm talking about my personal relationships and my own very personal ideas about very controversial topics that I will get negative feedback on. You know, that's inevitable. But it's more important to me that even if one person feels seen and one person feels empowered and then yep. that keeps me motivated and that keeps me consistent um, and dedicated about what we do with the podcast. But I was like, oh, people are getting to know Alicia in a new yeah. way. And it was kind of difficult, but it was like such a blessing. And like, I encourage anyone that has a small interest in podcasts, go for it. Like life is too short and you have a voice and your voice is important. Yeah, put your voice so. memo, record on and just talk. Literally, if you're on a hike, you're on a walk, you're having a shit day, you're having, a, excuse my language, you're having a good day. Just <laughs> Do what you want to do at the end of the day. Yeah. So I really love it, but like I'm still growing in that way. Yeah. People knowing me in that uh, distinctly personal way. But it's fun. It's a blessing. I love Robert Evans so much. Does anyone <laughs> listen to Behind the Bastards or It Can Happen Here or any of that stuff, right? I like embarrassingly love Robert Evans. And every single time an episode comes out, I like put it on and I will tell my wife I'm listening to my show and she knows that's behind the bastards and I'm gonna like clean the whole house and do everything. <laughs> so when I started podcasting, I was like, okay, I have to actually explore what I love about Robert Evans because if I love that experience, that's an experience I would probably want to borrow from to give to my audience. And what I loved about it is I feel like he keeps me company. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when you're looking 
it. Who do you want to be in your community? Who do you want to listen to your podcast? Really go hard on who you listen to and then think about why do I love them? What do I feel like? What do I do when I put this podcast on? Is this something I just throw on in the background when I'm working and I'm not really paying attention to what they say? Or am I hanging on every word? Which of those two people do I want to be? Be interesting. I hope you hear it. I hope you stop and go like, oh, that was weird. But I know that I am there to keep you company. And so I am less worried about getting like a million statistics in and giving you like hard facts about everything, right? Like Nyla Boudhu from Axios is going to do that for you in the morning and she's great at that. I am going to keep you company. You're going to be listening and I'm going to repeat something and then you're going to be in the car, you're going to be walking, you're going to be like, I should go back on that. Or what did they, they, what did they just say? <laughs> and that experience is also valuable. So I think when you're thinking about what kind of news podcast do you want to do, do you want to be a straight facts informer? Do you want to be a storyteller like some of the folks on NPR? Do you want it to be um, a funny one? Not everything has to be funny yeah. and it shouldn't be because yeah. like I did jokes this week and it was not and <laughs> accents and it was very cringy um but you know or do you just want to keep people company and what a delightful human experience to do to do that and like when I put on your guys show I was like oh, it's like sitting with the girls so that I find myself like making a wine spritzer and like listening to them <laughs> talk like it influences your behavior it yeah. changes your body and what you're doing and the happiness you have in the day so it's like what do you wish someone else would think of when they hear your name? Is it like, ooh, I got to lean in and listen? Or do you just want them to smile? Yeah. And I think let that guide you. Yeah, that's wonderful. I dazed me. Oh, sorry. No, I just, thank you, V. <laughs> Speaking of influencing behavior, let's talk a little bit about ads in your show. Um, sometimes advertisers can see news content as being controversial and want to shy away from it. But I think that's a really bad decision for brands because I find news audiences to be the most engaged, the most voracious and excited and passionate. So talk to us a little bit about your relationship with advertisers in, in your show and what that's like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that they are doing themselves a grand disservice because podcasts aren't going anywhere. And there's a reason that people listen to podcasts. It's that personal experience. So if I'm personally saying, hey, there's this kick right now that I really like wearing and it's authentic and I enjoy wearing it and then they see it on my Instagram and they see it on my Twitter, they're more inclined to. Like, I understand that people are like, oh, podcasts can be too political, but innately in the world that we live in, honey, Things are political, and there's a reason that people listen to us, and your job as an advertiser at the end of the day, let's be frank, is to get people engaged with your product, is yeah. to get people engaged in your company, and we do that with our own personal lives, so you think that we can't do that with your product, honey? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's the future. We're not going anywhere. We're only growing. Audiences are growing, and there's something really distinctly special about the human connection of someone listening to me for an hour, and I take that seriously. You know what I mean? You're sharing that hour. You're sharing that 45 minutes with me. So if I'm talking about something, it means because I enjoy it yeah. or we use it personally. And also when I say our first podcast came out and I had more people reaching out to me to talk about a squatty potty <laughs> than anything that I said. I, I like can't even. It was be- a good ad. Thank you, babe. Yeah. But I was like, do you have any other? And they were like the squatty potty ad. So I'm like, I'm glad that they're getting their money's worth. So like advertisers, you're only like helping yourselves out by working with us. So. I mean, for ad agencies, you want someone to sell your product, whether that's from the left, right, north, south, wherever it is, you want that product being sold. And I think, at least for us, we're not going to be like, you guys should buy this product. No, no one cares. Why am I obsessed with this? Why do I actually want to use this? You're not only selling it, but like, 
we really like it. And I feel like honesty is a big thing. And no one's, at least Alicia, Josie, and I, we're not going to just promote, you know, a brick wall. Yeah. We, we use, ooh. No, okay. No. <laughs> I hear brick wall, I get triggered. Sorry, soy Latina, okay? Anyways. Um, but no, it's also like the podcast like is really unique because we get to talk about products in a way that no other platform would. You know what I mean? Like I'm an actress who has an Instagram and I don't get to like go on for 40 seconds straight being like, listen, this is why I wear this shoe or this is why I use this product. Podcasting really allows a really innovative and unique way to talk about a product in a way that other platforms don't so yeah people accept when they're watching television that there's going to be ads and they don't call up like jape yeah. tapper and go yo nike is not great right now why did you air a nike ad but with us they take it so incredibly personally so i think the trade-off for advertisers needs to be don't script us because sometimes i'll get a script for an ad and i'm like i would never say that and everyone's going to know that i would never yeah. say that so if i could just change it and like experience what the product or the thing i sold myself better help i I did that ad to I did that ad and I was like, oh my God. I need this. Yeah, I should take care of myself. And then I signed up for my own promo code. Like so I mean if you if you like trust the show and you know that that show is speaking to the audience in a certain way, when the advertisers try to overscript us or they try to assume that like we are actors in this space um, and we're gonna be able to perform like a commercial, I think that's that's a rough thing for advertisers. If they would just be like, do you actually like this? What would you say about yep, it? Yep. You're gonna get a really great ad and you're gonna have a listener who doesn't skip the ad because again, we're just keeping them company. It's just something else that's in the room with us while we're talking about all, the, all these other things. So I think that would be, I like doing the ads. I think they're fun. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. This person thinks that I'm worth investing in. What an exciting time. I'm going to do the hell out of that HelloFresh ad. Or like Ashley Flowers is doing like a swap thing with us. And I was like, she has a new book. Do you know about this? And it's I'm a good book. I'm excited about it, you know, because it's like, oh my God, Ashley Flowers knows about my show. Like, so great. you know, so it's just when you let the, when you let the podcaster be excited, it's like any other kind of influential marketing. It's why it's called influencing. They're going to get the rest of their crowd excited about it. Yes, absolutely. Well, we are almost at time. It was so exciting talking to you all, and we didn't really leave time for a Q&A, but um, is there something you would like to leave the audience with today? Just any words of wisdom about podcasting, your show, um, this space in general? since there's not a lot of Gen Zers in this room, believe in Gen Zers. Like, believe in our youth. I promise. Take a risk on us. Like, we're really going to change the world and we're going to do great things with, obviously, the help of everyone. But Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely do need some help. Um, no, uh, thank you for having us. Thank you for allowing us a space to talk. And thank you for showing up. You guys are here. And this is what matters, us engaging with one another. Be compassionate. Learn something outside of yourself today. And also, we're going to be here hanging out. So come on up. Give me a hug. Ask us questions. We're here. Um, and, yeah, be empowered in whatever your dreams are, whether it's starting a podcast or uh, learning something new this year or, uh, you know. Yeah, so If you thank would you. just rate and review the show, it would really help other people yes. find sorry. the show. Right. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. right. Um, Listen to me. Interesting so and dare we you. say. Oh, yeah, sorry. Can you listen to our show? Dare we say? Yeah, that too. Yes. Thank you, thank you everyone, so much. Thank you. <laughs>